Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to my channel. I'm Dave from Chase the Summit, as always. Uh, it's been a while, so I haven't done a live stream in a minute, so I figured I'd hop on tonight kind of randomly. I, I scheduled this earlier, and then my life got pretty busy with my family, so I actually canceled it. And then I decided, you know what? Kids are in bed. Finally made it. Let's let's go for it. So I rescheduled it, and I'm glad to see some people have joined me already. So thanks for joining. Uh, before we get into it, I do want to thank the members of the channel. A bunch of you people have joined the membership program. I'm stoked about that. So I'm just going to give some shout outs to Chris Drysdale, Christian Havadam, Kiefer, Barb Sosa, Sousa? Sosa, uh, Matt Kwok, uh, Deborah Don Donovan Miller, Marius R., Mats Lundstrom, and this one's really hard, VACL Vaclav Kauki. Thank you for joining the membership. G. Ed, Every Step You Climbed, Kate Gelato, Dale Jane, Pedro Soriano, and Bryce Norton Henley, who was the first member of the channel. So a special shout out to him. Um, yeah. So thanks for joining, everybody. Um, if you are interested in the membership, basically it helps support me. Occasionally I throw discount codes in there for certain things, like my own swag. I got the Chase the Summit trucker hat on right now. Um, so check out the join button down below. Check out the links in the description for the merch. I'm not going to prom promote myself this whole video, I promise. Or maybe I will. Maybe this is what it's going to be all about. Uh, okay, so we've got some people in the chat already. Thanks for joining. Um, I, got, I got a few things to talk about tonight. A couple of things that have been kind of bothering me recently. And I will also want to touch base on current training, what I've been up to. Um, and yeah, just kind of go from there. If you're joining in the podcast, thanks for listening. Um, by the way, I do have a podcast you can find on basically all the platforms and I've been kind of just adding live streams to there, but I'm probably just going to start making audio only things and putting them in there too. Um, and we'll go from there. So I've got some notes on my phone. We're going to, we're going to go through it. I'm real proper tonight. I'm very, I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm super unstructured. I don't have like, usually I, I plan out these, you know, whole conversations, but tonight I'm just going to wing it. We're just going to go with it and see what happens. So, um, if you've got any like, uh, fitness tech, GPS watch, any of those kinds of questions, throw them in the chat. Also throw in the chat where you, where you're watching from and where you're chatting from, uh, where in the world you are and what time it is. I'd love to love to hear that because it's really cool to see where everyone's is geographically. Uh, and yeah, so the first thing I want to talk about, it's going to be, it's going to be a little weird. And I don't know if you guys care. So if you're, if you've been watching my channel for a while, uh, you, you may have noticed that recently I've been doing some sponsored videos. So a brand called uh, Play Better, it's a store. They started supporting me um, and, you know, I'm making videos of my own under my own will, but I'm also giving them shout outs and stuff like that. And then there's other videos where I'm just doing sponsored content as well. And I, in this video, I really want to kind of uh, explain the, the four types of videos that I'm making to be super transparent about what's going on in my channel, because I've gotten some really odd messages, comments, you know, some stuff that kind of rubs me the wrong way. People are, I think people are getting uh, mixed signals as to what's going on here. So I'm going to spell it out. We're going to put it all on the table tonight. I don't know if you guys even care about this, but we're going to go with it anyways. Okay. <laughs> Cause that's what I want to talk about. And honestly, like, I just want to make sure people understand, um, that I'm not hiding anything. Like I'm going to explain everything in great detail on my channel. You're going to find four different kinds of videos. I think there's four, but there could be more. First of all, there's going to be like a vlog, like what I posted today. 
and a bunch of people watched. Thank you guys who, who saw it. Um, just me running in the woods, talking to a camera, having fun. That's just uh, a video I'm putting out, out there. There's no real financial gain for me at all. Um, maybe, you know, a couple of bucks from, from Google AdSense, literally, that's what they'll probably pay me. So I'm really just creating that because it's super fun and I enjoy it. The second kind of video is when you'll see me review or highlight a product that I buy with my own money. And when I do that, I typically will say that in the video, like I bought this, here's the thing, and I'm allowed to say whatever I want about it. Okay. So that's the second type of thing. And that's great. That's, that's an, that's an ideal situation. However, like financially, I can't buy all the stuff in the world, right? I could, well, I could try, but then I'd probably go broke and my, my, my wife would probably leave me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so if I buy stuff, it's usually stuff I really want. So generally speaking, it's probably going to get a pos positive review. Uh, and then in some cases, like I bought the Garmin Venue SQ with my own money. I bought the Apple Watch with my own money. Um, th those are really just investments for my channel because I want to learn about them and then share information with you guys uh, in the process. Okay. So those are two different kinds of videos there. The third kind of video and what happens most frequently is a brand sends me something for free that I don't pay for just for the purpose of a video. And that is that happens with Garmin, it happens with Koros, it happens with Sunto, uh, Polar, you know, all the big brands, they send me stuff, I check it out and then I form a review. Now, some people might say that my opinion's biased because I'm getting free stuff, right? And I think at first, when I first started doing this, it might've been a little biased because like it's really exciting to get free stuff. But on the other side of things, like I've been doing it for a while now where like, I, it doesn't really, I don't, I mean, it's nice to get cool stuff, but at the same time, it definitely, I don't think it gives, gives me any sort of reason to, to give something a good review, if that makes sense. Um, so what I'm trying to say is, you know, any reviewer out there, whether it be, you know, anybody, it could be about cell phones, it could be about cameras, it could be about, you know, GPS watches like you're watching my channel. All those people are generally either getting free stuff there or whatever, you know, and then in some cases there's a loaner, you know, where a brand will send you something to test, try out for a few weeks, make a video and then send back. And that does happen occasionally for me as well. And then the final type of video that I've been doing just recently within the past month is called a sponsored video. And that's when a brand will physically pay me money to make a video. Now, in my case, I will never, now hear me loud and clear, I will never, ever, ever make a sponsored review because honestly, obviously, if a brand is paying you money to make a video, you can't share your honest opinion about it, right? That's not a review. That's generally going to be a product highlight or an overview, right? That's just you talking about the thing. I wouldn't be able to share my opinions in that because they wouldn't be they might be honest, but you wouldn't believe me, or maybe you would, I don't know, but you shouldn't believe me. If it's a sponsored video that anyone's putting out there, you should not believe that person's opinion because they're being paid to make the video. That said, my sponsors are people that are unrelated to the brand. So like Play Better is one of my sponsors now. They sponsor videos that I make about Garmin, but they don't filter anything I make in that video. They don't even, they don't even get to see the video before I post it. Okay. So they're literally just kind of, uh, partnering with me because they like the content I'm putting out and they want their brand to be present in the video. And that helps me financially because now I can invest more money 
into the channel. I can buy camera stuff. I can buy more watches. I can buy shoes to review. So it, it all trickles downhill. And then the end result is more products, more content that I can put out on the channel. Am I going too far with this? Because I feel like I'm yapping too much. Now let's shift gears and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the chat, see what's going on in here. We got Curtis West in the house. Yo, what's going on? Uh, we got I bought your hat and my paste increased, but seriously, I support your channel. Thanks for everything you do. Thank you, Curtis. That really means a lot. Um, really appreciate that. What's up, everyone? I hope you had a nice weekend. Beautiful weather today here on the East Coast. Yeah, today was amazing. It got up to 63 degrees in Massachusetts today. And I went for a run. I got seven miles in today and it was just so good. It was so good. Um, I'm, I'm usually a big fan of winter. Like I'm ice climbing, I'm skiing. I'm a big winter person, but this year because of the pandemic, I, I didn't really get up North all that often. So I've been just craving warm weather, waiting for the, the whole thing to be over. <laughs> I'm waiting to be done shoveling, uh, you know, getting my, you know, what's the worst getting three kids ready to go to school in the morning, like getting the little gloves on and hats and, you know, the, the scarves and jackets. It's awesome. In the summer, you just throw them in the car. You're good to go. <laughs> uh, Ryan Dooley. What's up, Dave? Hey, Ryan. That's somebody I actually know from work, I think. <laughs> Thanks for joining, Ryan. Uh, we got John C. Finally was able to make my first live. I've been hearing your videos during my morning runs. Awesome, man. Glad you're enjoying them. Ryan Klein, wing, winging it is the best. Certainly is because if you if you plan it out too strictly, I think I think it comes off unnaturally. Uh, Jaden Fedick, uh, what's up from Arizona? Awesome. Is it still super hot there? Even though it's like early spring, probably is right. It's always hot there. Watching from Washington. Awesome. We got Ryan Dooley from Linfield, Mass. We got uh, Kevin. Hogler runs in New Jersey. Awesome. Thanks for joining. Watching from San Bernardino, California. Awesome. Uh, hello from Houston, Texas. Awesome. Thanks for joining, Fernando. Uh, when do you think, here, here's a question. When do you think the Garmin 400 945 is going to be released? Do you think there's going to be an LTE version? This question, I don't lie, is asked on my channel in the comments five times a day, maybe 10 times a day. It's a very common question, and I wish I could help you. But the truth is, if I knew anything, I wouldn't be able to tell you, and I don't know anything. So you probably won't trust that last half, but <laughs> I don't know anything, to be honest. Um, and I've seen rumors, like that 5K runner guy's got rumors on his website about something about an LTE variant, and that sounds cool. My only concern with that is the batteries in these watches are so teeny tiny that I... I I have to assume that if you threw LTE in a, in a 945 or a Phoenix, we're going to end up with like four hours of battery life in GPS mode, which is no bueno. Unless you can like turn off that function and only turn it on when you need it. That'd be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I think it would be really interesting to have like an eSIM technology in there. And it would be really cool if, if they could figure that out where the battery life actually worked. Imagine if they got it to work with live track, you know, the Garmin live track system where you can send a link to your friends and family and they can follow you live. That would be killer because now you don't need your phone. The watch is actively pinging satellites and sending your location. That would be really cool, but I don't think we're there yet. I mean, maybe we are, maybe that's the, the next big leap from Garmin. I don't know. The answer is I have no information. <laughs> 
Uh, do you know if there's a smaller band for the Garmin Instinct? Also, do you think that Garmin will release the new Phoenix this year? This is the second most asked question on my channel. When will the next Phoenix come? And again, I'm sorry to disappoint. I don't know. If I had to speculate, I might guess like um, maybe Q3, Q4, later in the year for sure. Because the natural progression with Garmin is they do the flagship forerunner first, like the 945 came. And then after that, they take all that new features and stuff and they stuff it into a premium body like the Phoenix 6. So it's usually the 945 that gets the new features and then they trickle it over to the flagship. And the flagship will get something else new, like a new f solar functionality or a sensor or something. But generally, you'll see the Forerunner first. So we need to see that 955, and then there's a glimmer of hope for the Phoenix 7, whatever they call it. I'm assuming it'll be 7, but who knows. Uh, as for the smaller band, I would just browse around Amazon. You'll find really just about everything uh, for cheap money there. Um, or, you know, maybe try cutting one although it's probably not you mean lengthwise right you could probably cut one pretty cleanly if you if you took your time with it especially a cheap one don't do it with a, a genuine garmin band uh, <clears throat> okay uh we've got chris king in the house love your channel dave keep doing what you're doing thanks chris uh nick good let me try to digest what's happening here we've got a series of emojis uh, finger down, finger down, fire, fire, tree, death, death, hearing, love, lemon. Uh, you know, if anybody has a clue as to what Nick Good is trying to tell us, please chime in because I don't, I don't have a clue, but, uh, you know, thanks for the, thanks for the, the comment. <laughs> uh, Jaden Fedok, do you usually get feedback from sponsors after a sponsored video? Are they pretty critical? Uh, it's, it kind of depends. So my kind of uh, agreement with Play Better, who's going to be kind of an ongoing sponsor on the on the channel, they'll just be sponsoring videos that of stuff they sell. So they sell Koros, um, Garmin, and I think Sunto and some other stuff. Um, and they're really, they're super, they're awesome. So I've been on the phone with them. The, the guy that reached out is just a really nice guy. Their, their operation is really... Um, it's a small team, but they're crushing it. They ship fast and they have like a really long return policy. I'm not trying, this isn't a sponsored video, so I'm allowed to say what I want about them. But I, I just, I really liked them. And when they came to me, they were like, listen, we've never done this before. We want to have some kind of deal with you. And so they kind of left the ball up in my court and um, yeah, they're really chill. So I, I can, I can kind of pick and choose what I want them to be involved with. And they're, they're, really awesome about it. I kind of just pitch ideas at them and then they let me know what they'd, they'd be willing to sponsor. Um, and then, you know, other brands, like I'm, I'm actually working with Koros on a video. It will not be a re review video to be clear. I will never do a paid review. Let me remind you that, <laughs> but I'm working with Koros, um, and with, on a little project that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, you'll see coming soon, but, uh, yeah, so things like that, I think will be a little bit more critical. Like they're going to want to see the video first, but generally I'm, I'm not into people. Let me, let me state it this way. I don't want anyone influencing the stuff I create on this channel. So if I ever get put in that situation where money is like overtaking the creative process and things I enjoy, I'll probably back out of it because this is not my full-time job. Uh, you know, it's just a side hustle right now and it's something I enjoy. So if I ever get backed into that corner, I'm just gonna be like, listen, I'm out. 
And that's kind of what I tell everybody is I want the, I reserve the right to just pull the plug at any second, because if it gets weird or my viewers don't like it, I'm out. But right now everything's cool. Um, and the more, the reality is the more sponsors and the more, you know, income that comes through the channel, the more time I can dedicate to it because it's, you know, there's my real day job and then there's this. And if this is an income as well, now it validates my reason to like put effort into it. And then I can buy things like stuff to review, shoes, clothes, camera stuff. You know, it, it's, a, it all, it's, it's a, it's a snowball effect when, you know, revenue comes in, I have more capabilities to create more content. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I kind of went off on a tangent on that, but thanks for your question. Uh, if you have to choose between a 400 745, 945, or Phoenix 6 Pro Sapphire, or the Enduro, man, you're throwing a lot at me. Uh, one, which one would you choose for someone who does gym, trail running, and swimming? So of the three, the 945 has maps, right? So that automatically sets off a light bulb for a trail runner. That's going to be the most valuable. It has the better battery life between the 745 and the 945. And honestly, if you're just a gym person that's trail running and swimming and you're not participating in triathletes, uh, triathlons, I would say the 945 as well. I would go for the Enduro if all you care about, all you care about is not charging your watch because the battery in the Enduro is totally bonkers. That thing just, it lasts forever. I've got it in a box down here and I haven't charged it. <laughs> I've run with it a bunch of times for the review. I've worn it a few times after that and it's still going like still trucking that watch hands down has the best battery life on the market, but it's super expensive and it still doesn't have the same feature set as something like the 945. I think right now today, the, the Garmin foreigner 945 is the best bang for the buck by a long shot. Um, because you can find it on sale pretty commonly. So I, I usually, that's like my go-to recommendation because it's such a killer deal. You get the maps, you get good battery life. It's hard to beat. It's a great package, but you know, people get hung up on the thicker bezels of it, which yeah, it kind of annoys me too, but still the values there and like all the competition still has bezels. So I'm not going to get too bent, bent over it. Um, KH16, do you have a pr uh, preferred band brand for training? Yeah, I'm kind of partial to Garmin. Uh, I, you know, I'm not a fanboy, but I, they present the best feature set for what I do and it may differ for you. When we look at the brands holistically, right? I'm not, I have no affiliation with any brand and I'm allowed to, you know, I try to keep a objective head and try not to get too opinionated about things. Of course I do get opinionated and I get called up for that all the time. But when I, you know, when I'm shopping, I want to hear someone's opinion too. So, um, I think Garmin is the the best well-rounded platform where you've got devices with offline mapping. You've got great course navigation. You've got decent heart rate uh, accuracy performance. You've got good GPS performance, good battery life. And then you've got a great ecosystem on the back end where you can design courses that you can follow on your watch. You can play golf. You can do all these different things. It's just very, it's very polished. It's got way more features than everybody else. You've got connect IQ. You can download additional apps and widgets and things. That said, a lot of people who buy a Garmin and see all this stuff, they're like, whoa, I just want to go for a run with my watch, man. Why do I need to do this setup process? And, you know, why do I need to download stuff? And I don't want music and I don't want to pay for stuff with my watch. 
for those people, I'm usually like, well, check out Koros because Koros is a great brand as well. They provide really reliable devices with incredible battery life. And the experience with them is it like, it just works. Everything just works out of the box. And I like that. I also really like their support. So for all their devices, the even down to the pace, which was the first device they ever had, or the first GPS watch, they still release firmware updates that add features years later where nobody else does that. As long as the hardware can support it, they're going to send that feature back to the first device. Like recently they added running power to the original Pace that was launched like three years ago. So I really dig that. I really respect that. And even more so, I have a friend, my friend Dave, he messaged me the other day and he was like, dude, look at my watch. And he has original Pace and he had cracked the screen and it had some dead pixels under it. I said, listen, shoot Chorus an email, see what they say. You know, maybe they can help you out in some way or another. Even though the screen was clearly cracked, the LCD seemed defective. So right away they got back to him and they're like, yeah, you know, send your watch in. We'll, we'll give you a replacement. So, and they did. So that, I mean, that just speaks volumes to their customer service. So I'm, again, I'm not affiliated with, I'm not, I'm not affiliated with, with them, but I really like what they're doing over there and they're, they're catching up fast. You know, just a couple of years ago, people were like, Chorus, who's that? Now it's like you go you go to an ultra marathon and, you know, one in four are wearing a Chorus. So they're definitely picking up steam. I also really like Polar. Uh, Polar watches have a really good track record for like good wellness tracking. I mean, they're all good. It's just like, it's really dependent on what you're trying to achieve. I can't pick the best device for you. I can only say that I like Garmin the best. Take that for what it's worth. Okay, and now we've got all the comments telling me that you can't hear me, fan noise. <laughs> I think I think I know what happened. I think my MacBook microphone turned on, which sounds awful because it's got a fan inside of it. So maybe that's what happened. Let's fast forward through all the, and then I fix it, and everyone's like, "Better, perfect, <laughs> good." Thanks for joining, Josie. <clears throat> uh, okay. <laughs> Jaden Fedek, it was rough for like a minute. I'm gonna have to go back and re-listen to this uh, live stream after the fact. I had no idea what happened there. <clears throat> Weird. Okay, uh, Liam McNeil, what's up, Dave? Hey, Liam, thanks for joining. Chad Allen just got the Garmin 945. I have a hundred miler this week, Badger Mountain 100. Any tips per, to preserve the battery life for the entire race? Yes. So the Garmin Phoenix 6S and 6 and 6X, they have a feature called power mode, right? Where it allows you to disable and enable things. And then in real time, it'll tell you how many hours of battery life you're getting. They didn't roll that out to the 945, but the secret is that feature is built into the 945 by default. Basically, what you're going to want to do is disable the phone connection. Unless you really want to see notifications on your watch while you run, turn off the Bluetooth on the watch. You don't have to turn it off on your phone, but turn it off on the watch and then turn down your brightness down to like 5% if you're okay with that, if you can see it. Uh, that will give you incredible battery life. You'll have, I mean, I don't know how fast you run, but if you have a sub 30 hour, hundred miler, you'll probably be okay. I might suggest throwing like one of those little, I've got them all over the place. I don't have one near me now, but you know, those little, 
um, USB power bank sticks that are real small. I have one that's like three ounces. I might throw one of those in my drop bag if you have them or maybe in your pack. Uh, that's a good you know insurance policy in case your watch starts to get too low. But I'd say if you turn off that Bluetooth, you turn off the uh, turn down the brightness, you'll be okay. You can also disable the heart rate monitor, which will give you a really long battery life. But I like having that data, so I leave that on. Doing this, I completed a hundred miler in 26 and a half hours, and I had like I want to say like 28 to 30 percent battery left. It was there was plenty left. So if you keep those. Uh, obviously don't use music. That'll kill it. <laughs> use your phone for that. But yeah, good luck with your hundred miler. That's awesome. I'm glad I'm so stoked that we've got races on the calendar now. You know, it feels like springs upon us. The sun's coming out. We're like all coming out of a dark tunnel of the pandemic. So it's, it's good. Uh, it feels good right now. I feel like I'm, I'm very optimistic for 2021 with all the races and running. I feel like it's going to be a good year for everybody. We're all going to be so excited to be towing the line that, you know, it's just going to be, everyone's going to be so happy to be there. Volunteers, the runners, it's going to be great as long as we can keep, you know, keep on track and hopefully nothing gets canceled. Uh, good luck, Chad. Thanks for commenting. Nicholas Ritchie watching from Canada. Awesome. Thanks for watching Winnipeg here, uh, 63 yesterday and it was (laughs) below 35 weeks ago. Yeah. We have similar weather here. It was like, uh, two weeks ago, I was doing like a GoPro cold weather test, which I haven't even edited or posted yet. I've been too busy. But in that, <laughs> when I filmed that video, it was 15 degrees out. Today was 63. That was like, I want to say it was like a week and a half, two weeks ago. So pretty, pretty wild. Man, I, I'm going to try to say your name. I'm going to try real hard. Ready? No, no, I can't. I don't even know how to pronounce the letters, but... <laughs> Great channel, Dave. Uh, really enjoyed your sport watch content you posted. Very informative and accessible for newbies like myself. Cheers from Russia. Uh, your English is perfect. You did you did excellent there. There isn't one mistake. Fantastic job. And I apologize that I cannot say your name, but uh, it, it is a cool cool looking name. <laughs> thanks for thanks for watching. Uh, Liam McNeil, what's up, Dave from Hudson, New Hampshire? Hey, Liam, we're we're like I think I'm like 40 minutes from Hudson, so you're close by. I'll be up to the Whites all summer. I can't wait. Going to be doing Pemi loops, Prezi traverses, all the things. Super stoked. Uh, what fitness tech are you most excited about in 2021? Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm. I mean, it's gonna be lame because it's what everyone's asking about. But the next Phoenix watch is gonna be really exciting for me. This channel was almost built on the Garmin Phoenix six. Like my first couple of videos were about that watch and they took off and that's kind of what kept me posting. So I have like a special place in my heart for the Garmin Phoenix line. I've, I've my first watch or my first Garmin was an original Garmin Phoenix one. I don't know if any of you know what that looks like, (laughs) but it was this tanky black watch with a black and white, white, white screen that looks a lot like the Garmin instinct of today but this was back in 2008, maybe. And, uh, that thing, you know, that was my first Garmin. I, I had the Phoenix one, the Phoenix two, the three, the three HR. You can see where this is going. I had a problem. <laughs> I didn't have a YouTube channel. I just love the gear and I kept buying the next iteration of, of the Phoenix until it led to the six. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for what they do. 
I don't, you know, there's so many features in these things now. It's hard to think that they can add more. I don't, I don't know where they're going to go from, from where we are now. It's incredible. Uh, so they're going to have to get really creative. Like what sensor you've got blood oxygen saturation, you've got heart rate. I'd say something exciting they could do is maybe a better heart rate monitor, like one that's super accurate somehow. Um, an incredible battery life would be really cool. Sorry. My phone keeps going off. Uh, that, that would be cool. So yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm also excited to see what Apple does because it's Apple, you know, the, the next iPhone, the next Apple watch. Um, it would be cool to see the Apple watch kind of challenge the sport watches a bit more like the series six and the SE are great. They're awesome running watches, but their battery life is kind of a bummer. And the, the metrics you get out of them while good are, you know, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of data that comes out of those fit files. So it'd be cool to see them kind of maybe make a sport model that has a lower brightness screen and better battery life or something. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, Ottawa is 16C. Ah, it's chilly up there. Uh, watching from Cayman Island. Oh man, you're in the Cayman Islands? I'm... Simon, I'm quite jealous. If you want to swap places uh, and you can take my place in Massachusetts anytime, man. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Ritchie, nice, enjoy. Having streaming music from a running watch is so key. I recently ditched the running with my massive iPhone, moved to the cellular Apple Watch. Total game changer. Yeah, that's a feature that it would be cool, like, like we were just talking about. If Garmin ended up doing that LTE version, if they figured out a way to stream Spotify because they integrate with Spotify now, that would be awesome. Like download, you know, stream music on the fly. And that is a great feature about the Apple watch. Like I said, I, I really like the Apple watch. I just, you know, the like seven hour GPS battery life kind of bumps me out. I hate, I just don't like daily charging. I don't like having to charge my watch every day. This stuff is weird. You guys ever try this? It's called a uh, Bay or Bay. Bay. <laughs> I just grabbed it because it said coconut. I like coconut stuff, but it's got like all the fake sugars in it. So I'm not sure how much I like it, but it's interesting. Probably should have grabbed a, a beer instead for this one. Uh, Sean Carroll, do you have any recommendations on where to get tips on setting up a video studio? Your lighting and sound quality are superb in all of your videos. Yeah. Um, I follow all of the big like camera YouTubers like... Um, uh, Maddie Hapoya, Potato Jet, Peter McKinnon. And I watch a lot of their lighting and audio tutorials. That's kind of where I got all this information. I also have like a little bit of a history in photography. So I kind of knew uh, about the lighting, you know, comp component. I didn't really know so much about the video. I'm learning that as I go. Hopefully I'm doing an okay job. Um, but yeah, it's, it's easy. You can get to it relatively cheap. Uh, it's just, it's complicated. There's a lot of components and things like, people overlook audio and video or uh, audio in lighting. And those are actually more important than the camera using. If you have good lighting and good audio, you can film with an iPhone and people won't even notice it, it will look good. It will, it will look good enough. And sound quality is King in my opinion, which is why I've got this contraption in front of me right now. Uh, so yeah, I would just, you know, look at, look at free resources. Like, um, like those guys I just mentioned, potato jets, a good channel. Um, Chris Howe, he has a really good channel. All those guys really put out a lot of great content that taught me a lot. Uh, and feel free, if you've got a specific question 
and I might be able to help, you know, shoot me a comment in one of my videos or email me and I'll be happy to, to respond. Nick Good, uh, Garmin Tactics Delta Solar Edition with ballistics, uh, GPS smartwatch thoughts. Yeah, that thing looks really cool. I like the idea of the Sapphire Plus Solar. That's really cool. And I wish they rolled that into the Phoenix 6 somehow. But um, I worry about that because Sapphire inherently is more reflective than Gorilla Glass. So theoretically, you're not really going to get the benefit of Sapphire with a Sapphire Solar watch or a benefit of solar with a sapphire watch oh that's a tough sentence to say because the, the sapphire is going to reflect out some of that sunlight that should be going to your solar panel unless they find a way to get around that i personally haven't had a chance to try that and i, I have begged garmin to send me one to try just as a loner and they did not <laughs> but uh you know if you're listening garmin i'd be i'd love to try that puppy out the i guess my big issue is the price i think it's like 11.99 you know, when you exceed a thousand dollars, you're you're talking about a pretty serious investment, and you're investing on something that will eventually become obsolete. You know, these watches are great, but they're tech. So, three years from now, a Phoenix Six is going to be you know 150 bucks on e Amazon and eBay. <clears throat> NB, hey Dave, I know you're re viewed the Apple watch SC. Do you ever still wear it day to day? PS on the treadmill jogging and listening to this. So keep going. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, yeah, so I do wear it occasionally, but I usually dust it off to test out other watches. Like if I get, you know, an, a competitor like the Garmin venue or I don't know, some other touchscreen full color display watch, I'll probably pull that out to try out. Um, and I do, I'll throw it on my wrist to make sure I have the latest firmware update and make sure I'm on the ball make sure no features got past me. Um, but yeah, generally I have a Garmin or a Koros or, you know, sometimes a Polar on my wrist and usually not Apple watch, but I do like using it. But like I said, I, the bother, the thing that bothers me is just the amount of charging I have to do with it. it drives me nuts. <clears throat> thanks for, thanks for watching. Uh, Kia Aura from Kia Aura from Dun Dunedin, New Zealand. That's awesome. Currently 2 p.m. on a beautiful Monday. Wow, you're you're way. Are you ahead or behind us? I don't know. Uh, right now it is what 9:12 p.m. here in Massachusetts. Thanks for watching. Anyway, that you would try to get Seth James Demore on the podcast. I did try. I actually emailed him. He was super nice. Um, he did. Res he responded. Uh, but he just said he was too busy. And I, you know, I kind of expected that because that dude cranks out a video every single day. I don't know how, like, I can't even, <laughs> I can barely get out three a week. He's putting up, he puts one out every day. And, you know, I, I, I do respect him. Uh, I would be, I would love to chat with him on, on this podcast. It'd be a lot of fun, but he hasn't, you know, he, he was too busy. I'll try again. You know, I'm that guy. I'll be relentless. Uh, Matty D. Hey, I was running about 50 miles a week or 55 miles a week, but I rolled an ankle on a branch during a night run recently. I've been really bummed out not being able to run. What's the best way to maintain my fitness? Okay. Let me preface this. I'll, I might answer the question, but I need to let you know that I'm not a coach. I'm not a med medical expert. So take this with a grain of salt. Hmm. <clears throat> Personally, I have injured, I've had um, plantar fasciitis or plantar fasciitis 
uh, Achilles tendonitis. I've had knee issues. I've had knee surgeries. And the thing that got me through most of those was usually just walking a lot. <laughs> uh, and then also hopping on stationary bike or a real bike. If you have access to one, you know, that will keep your cardio load or your cardio abilities there. And when your leg or what was your ankle, uh, heals back up, you'll be ready to go. I would say just be careful about getting back on your, getting back into running, you know, ease into it. Don't go back full, full throttle, uh, because you'll end up re-injuring it. And if it's even just minor, my thing is like, if I have an injury and I get back into running, I'll go out for one mile and then I'll be like, okay, systems check. How am I feeling? Okay. I think I've got more in me, but if I get any little, you know, any little sense of like a soreness or just any little thing, I'll, I'll pull the plug and call it a day get, you know, get some time on the indoor bike or something because it's those, you know, in the moment when you're running, you've got adrenaline, you're happy, you're getting some air. Maybe you're not happy. I don't know, but you're distracted. So you're not really paying full attention to that injury that may be reoccurring. So once you feel it, pull the plug. That's my theory. Uh, again, not a coach. I hope that helped in some way. Ultra dad. Hey man, I, I just watched your video today about, about uh, the Barkley stuff. I'll leave it there. But yeah, interesting thoughts on that. I, you know, I'm torn. Um, hey man, as a recent, recently purchased the Phoenix 5 Plus, I'll be playing the Save the Battery Life game. Heart rate is the, heart rate the biggest battery draw. Can I turn it off? Uh, I went to Garmin for maps. Cheers. Yeah, I, the heart rate is the biggest battery draw. If you turn it off, you'll be surprised how much battery life you'll get out of that. It's got a big battery. It just doesn't have the most efficient GPS chip. The Phoenix 5 series had the um, MediaTek chip in it, which has really good accuracy, but it it is a battery drainer, battery hog. Once they went from MediaTek over to the Sony chip, they got all that battery life that we see in the Phoenix 6, when they took a little bit of a hit in terms of accuracy. So yeah, if you turn off that heart rate sensor, you'll you'll get a much battery life uh, battery life back. And even if you if you use an external heart rate sensor like um, a chest strap, like the Garmin HRM Run or the Pro, you'll actually gain battery life because the optical heart rate sensor won't be turned on, and that Bluetooth connection or AMP Plus is a much lower battery draw than the optical heart rate sensor. So you'll you'll gain some battery by disabling that. <clears throat> Uh, Chris Dickey. Hi, I want to, what is the best, <laughs> hi, what is the best Garmin watch for GPS accuracy in your opinion? Keep up the great video. Uh, GPS accuracy. If we're ignoring all other features, I'm going to say the Garmin Foreigner 745, which is, it, it was a surprise to me. Um, I've actually got it right here. It was charging it for some testing. So yeah, the, the Garmin Foreigner 745, uh, for whatever reason, just has like amazing GPS accuracy. And I don't know if it's the, the chip they're using in here. I actually have a speculation that they have the MediaTek, that older chip I was just talking about, that they're using it in the 745 instead of the Sony chip. And that might be a, be playing a role in the accuracy because the 745 is really super accurate, but it doesn't have the best battery life. It's got pretty bad, I'm not going to say bad, but 16 hours in GPS time is something we used to see in like, uh, 
you know, the Phoenix five plus for instance, or the, the older watches, the, they didn't have great battery life. And we're seeing that again in the 745. That said, super, super accurate. And I actually use it in most of my tests now to compare other watches as like the baseline because I've got so much history with it that it seems really accurate. So yeah, I'll, I'll say 745 in terms of uh, GPS accuracy. Okay, so now let's shift gears. Uh, if you've got more questions, feel free to to throw them in the chat. If you um, are just joining, make sure you let us know where you're chatting from. Love to hear from you. Take a sip of this stuff. <clears throat> Interesting drink. I don't know if I like it. It's good. It's coconutty, but uh, yeah, it's got that like fake sugar aftertaste. So uh, I just want to talk about what's coming up for me uh, in the next few months. Right now, I've been trying to increase my volume in terms of training. I've been running every day for the past 100 days. I think yesterday was my 100-day mark. I actually posted a video about it, and I'm I'm like really excited about that. I didn't think I'd get this far <laughs> into it because life has been totally upside down in my house, my family, I, at my real job at work. It's been crazy. So finding time to run every day has been super tough for me. But I've been finding ways to just kind of squeeze it in. Like while I'm cooking dinner, I, I, I jump on the treadmill, crank out a few miles while the food's in the oven, and then I feed the kids. And it's like, yeah, I've kind of gotten into a groove where I'm sneaking it into little pockets where I have time. But I did it. Uh, that said, my volume hasn't been super high. So I've been floating around like 30, 40 miles a week. And I, I really want to push that in the next couple of months up to 50 miles a week is a good level for me before a race. And I'm not really, I'm not really um, structuring my workouts. Um, right now, I'm not. I'm kind of just playing, you know, doing what my body thinks. If I feel good, I run harder. If I don't feel good, I run a little bit slower. Just going off of like what I'm feeling, per perceived effort, how my body feels. Trying to avoid injury, to be honest, because the the injuries at this time of the year will ruin your whole season. <laughs> like if you get injured in, in uh, April or May, man, you're just knocked out for the whole summer. And I, I don't want that to happen to me. So I'm being super careful, super, you know, very cautious with the training. That said, I do want to pump up the miles. I want to get into that 50 mile zone. And it's because I got a couple of races coming up in July. I have the Vermont 100 miler and um excited to go back there for redemption <laughs> because back in 2019, I went there on the most brutally hot day in Vermont's history. <laughs> it was 115 degrees out that day, blazing hot sun, super humid. We were sweating through our clothes before we even set foot on the course. Um, and I, I had to bail at mile 45 because I was, I was getting sick. I had, um, I actually ended up with a rhabdomyolysis. I forget how to pr pronounce it, but I had rhabdomyolysis. I think that's how you say it, where your kidneys and your muscles, your well, your muscles break down and they end up clogging up your kidneys to the point where you end up, you know, like peeing brown stuff. And uh, it's, it's awful. It was, it was brutal. Uh, so I had muscle twitching and, you know, spasms and it was a really bad scene. So I'm glad I pulled the plug at that race. But man, am I thirsty to go back there and uh, hit the get to the finish line? And this time, I you know, as long as it's not 120 degrees out, well, even if it is, maybe I'll play my cards right this year and I'll be able to get to the finish line. 
So trying to increase my volume for that. And then uh, in October, I've got the Mid-State Massive again. That's another 100-mile race. Again, really stoked about that. I ran that uh, about a year ago and had a lot of fun at that race. Um, and yeah, that's one of the rare point-to-point races in the U.S., so it's not a looped course. It's literally, we start at the base of New Hampshire, if you're if you're from this country, and then you literally run through the middle of Massachusetts right to the border of Connecticut, where the finish line is. So it's a really exciting race logistically. You know, the whole course moves with you. It was, uh, it's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that one again in October, but I'm also thinking I want to sign up for some shorter races in like, uh, May, June time, time frame, like 50 Ks, 50 milers. And I don't have any on my calendar yet. So I'm, I'm a little behind schedule. I gotta get on the ball ball with that. If you guys have any East coast, 50, 50 Ks, 50 milers that are in the May, June time frame. Throw them out there in the chat because I'd be interested to hear from you. Uh, run, love, adventure. Any 100-mile runs planned? I just joined the chat. Pittsburgh, PA. Yeah, so I actually just answered your question already. So I'm signed up for the Vermont 100 and the Mid-State Massive. Uh, pretty stoked about both of them. I'm watching from Northern Ireland. What is your fondest memory from a run and your favorite race that you have done? Oh, man. Fondest memory from a run. Uh, okay. I got it. Yeah. Um, so back, oh man, when was it? A long time ago, there's a course. It's not a race. It's something I did on my own. Uh, in New Hampshire, there's something called the Pemijawasset Loop. We call it the Pemi Loop, locals to the thing. And it's, uh, 32 miles and uh, a little over 10,000 feet of elevation gain in the most rugged terrain in the, in New Hampshire's White Mountains. And I dreamed about being able to trail run that that course in under 10 hours. Um, and, you know, this is what kind of got me into the whole trail running thing. I was a hiker, and I was mainly a day hiker but then I saw these uh, epic journeys, but I had kids and couldn't camp and stuff. I needed to turn them into day trips. So that's what got me into trail running. I was like, I need to get faster. I need to get a lighter pack. I need to get running shoes and do this thing in a day. So I ended up achieving that goal. I did the Pemi loop in, I think the first time I did it, it took me 13 hours. Second time took me 10 hours. I eventually got it down to a little under nine hours. My fastest time, I think was eight hours and 50 something minutes. But, um, yeah, the, the first time I did it, when I crossed the bridge at the end of it, it was like an emotional thing. Like I had worked so hard for it. Uh, so I'll give that, I'll give that the win for like my highlight of trail running. And I was alone for it. It was just like a magical moment and a personal goal that I thought was unattainable because I, as a hiker, you, you see these distances in, in the peaks and the mountains and it's not even just the numbers, like 32 miles and 10,000 feet is something. But those mountains are so brutal. It's like like boulders stacked on top of boulders. That's the trail. It's not dirt. It's just granite, just chunks of granite. <laughs> and it's wet and it's slippery and there's chunks falling off and it's wild. Um, but super fun. The views are amazing. Some of the best in, in the East Coast. So I'll give that the highlight. Thanks for that question. That was a good one. Um, oh, and you had a second part to that. Uh, favorite race that you have done favorite race um 
I'll give that to the Trail Animal Running Club. Uh, this the, It's a local race called the Tark Winter Ultra. And it's probably only my favorite race because I know the race director. He's a good guy. And the, the volunteers are incredible. They've got like fireball at the aid stations. And it was my first ultra ever. And ever since, I try to run it every year. So that one holds a special place in my heart. I really love I love the people involved and the actual event is a, is a ton of fun. Do you have any idea, Ryan, oh, Ryan Tiramate, do you have any idea why, any idea that why any big name GPS brand not offer battery replacement in the watch? Let's say if it's Sapphire can protect your watch 10 years, but the battery dies sooner. What do we do then? It's a great question. And it's something that people ask all the time. Uh, truth be told, if you do have a battery failure, you can reach out to Garmin and they will, I think they'll either offer to repair it if it's a high value enough item, like a Sapphire Phoenix six, or they'll give you a discount on a new unit, like really good discount, like 50% off. But, um, yeah, it's not user replaceable. And I have actually taken some of the, <laughs> I'm a nerd. Okay. So my day job is mechanical engineering. I've actually taken some of these watches apart. I'm not going to say which ones because I don't want brands to get mad at me, but I've taken a couple apart to see why they're not user replaceable. And let me just say it's not user replaceable because once you pop the cover off of there, all hell breaks loose. Like the buttons fly out, all the components are soldered in. You can actually go on eBay and find components to repair it, but let me, it's not worth it. You'll destroy the watch unless you're like an electrical engineer who knows how to do that stuff you're going to be in for a lot of, a lot of hurt. <laughs> so it's not worth it. Uh, run love adventure. Oh man, Vermont. Yeah. Vermont, that place, that race in that area is such a beautiful thing. It's like the course is amazing. The people are amazing. The whole vibe of the, the atmosphere. If you haven't watched it, go back on my channel and watch the Vermont 100 from 2019 video, even though I didn't finish it was like my first time being at a big legit race like that. And I loved it. It was just an awesome experience. Bruce Lim, what do you think of the venue SQ music comparing to the Samsung, Apple or Amazfit? I actually have a whole video about this, Bruce. You can go check it out on my channel. I've, I uh, have the Garmin venue SQ review and I think I compare it directly with the Apple watch. So um, check that out. That one sounds like fun. Yeah, it is the, the mid-state massive you're talking about. A lot of fun. Uh, Andrew C, the Pemi loop hurt me. I'd love to hear that story, Andrew C. How did it hurt you? Let me guess, a knee problem. That's that's usually what hurts when I'm done with the Pemi loop. I'm going back this year. I'm thinking like maybe June. Yeah, I want to do a Prezi Traverse, a Pemi loop, and a Wildcat Traverse in early summer to get ready for those races because... I'll need that vert, baby. That the Vermont 100 has, I think, 17 over 17,000 feet of elevation gain, so I'll need to get some of that vert. Uh, does the Enduro support viewing a group track, uh, as in live viewing your connections? And do you think the stuttering will be fixed? So, yes, it supports live track and group track. It's basically. You can think of it as exactly a Phoenix six base model without the maps with crazy long battery life. So it does have, it has all those features. And as far as the stuttering goes, 
I don't think it's as big of a deal as a lot of people make it out to be. Um, and I think it's a limitation of the, the CPU they're using in there. I think they're probably using a lower power chip to get that crazy battery life. They probably increased the battery capacity, but then also reduced the power of the CPU to in, improve efficiency. You know, it's, you can only cram so much battery into something that small. So they have to make sacrifices elsewhere. And in my review, I kind of, this is what I, the way I put it out there is the Enduro is for the person who only cares about battery life. That's like your number one. If you wrote down the features you want in a watch, the first one's battery life. If, if that's your second thing on that list, buy a Phoenix six X because the Enduro is not for everybody. It's a really cool watch. I applaud them for really pushing the envelope with battery life. But it's so niche that I think the only people that should be interested in it will be ultra runners that are doing the Moab 240 or the Bigfoot 200. Like they're out there for several days and you don't want to have to worry about charging your watch. You just want to wear it. I think for those people, the Enduro could make sense because those events are very expensive. You're buying a plane ticket. What's another 900 bucks to give you the insurance of not having to charge your watch? That's about it. For everybody else, if you're okay with the size, buy a Phoenix 6X, get mapping, get all the other cool features on board, music, Wi-Fi, and it's cheaper. So it's kind of a win-win. Um, so the stuttering, I don't think it's a, a huge deal. It it didn't get to a point where I ever lost data with it. I don't know if that's happened to other people. So if I was losing runs, then yeah, it's a huge deal. But if it's just like, oh man, that screen didn't switch as fast as I wanted to, that's not a big deal to me. It's not a showstopper. And to be honest, it's still more responsive than a lot of competition. Like if, if you put it next to just about any other watch that's not a Garmin, it'll probably be a little bit snappier. Um, okay, Zaid Termizi. Hi, Zaid from Malaysia here. <clears throat> what is your advice to someone who is just starting to get into ultra running like me? Well, funny you ask. I actually have a video I posted today called Five Lessons I Learned at My First Ultra. <laughs> so maybe watch that. Um, I guess the one the one thing that stood out to me when I made that video is run your own race. That's like the biggest thing. It's the, the number one thing you should keep in mind. Sorry, the air is super dry in here. Uh, so I'm just trying to stay hydrated. And I ran today. Uh, yeah, so I would say run your own race. Don't compare your, your performance to the guy next to you or the girl next to you. Make sure it's it's all about you that day. You're not doing it for your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your mom, your dad. Try not to pressure yourself with all that and just get into the, that flow state of, of running and, you know, drink a lot, <laughs> eat a lot if you feel hungry, uh, all that stuff. But, you know, just make it about you and not about other people and don't compare yourself to other people. If you're feeling slow, you're in the back of the pack, whatever, man. As long as you're ahead of cutoff, you're you're winning <laughs> at your first ultra. As long as you finish, that's that's the goal. So just keep that in mind. <clears throat> ultra Dad, camera question. What lens do you shoot with the most during your videos? The depth of field and clarity is superb. So my setup is totally bonkers overkill. <laughs> Let me start with that. Oh, man, I, did I lose a light back there? I did. My little rechargeable light died on me. 
Bummer. It looks so cool with the purple. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just keep this in mind before I say this. My my setup is totally overkill. Uh, I shoot with the Sigma 24mm f1.4. Right now it's at f1.4. And that's attached to a Sony FX3 cinema camera. So like I said, totally overkill. Don't do this setup. I'm just a nerd. But the 24mm f1.4 is awesome because it's got really great autofocus and the background gets nice and blurry. So that's how I like it to look. Hope that helps. If you're on a budget though, or you're shooting like on an APS-C camera, check out the um, Sigma 16 millimeter 1.4. That's like much cheaper and a really good lens. Chris Dickey, that sounds like a great achievement and a fun way while being challenged. Time to Google the Pemi Loop, yeah. Google it up. If you're on the East Coast, uh, definitely check it out. Ultra Trail Steven in the house. Hey, uh, hey Steven, how you doing? Thanks for joining. <clears throat> Body used Polar Vantage M. Would love, would love the watch because fit spark daily workouts recommendations. Built in GPS problems on trails. GPS Galileo good in city. Galileo is off by 0.19 miles when I actually run run 4.3. Yeah, that's interesting. Sometimes I try playing with that, and. I find sometimes that the uh, plain old GPS only mode is more accurate. So I don't really get what that's all about. But uh, hey, you know, I would say experiment. You know, if certain parts of the world benefit from those satellite um, things differently. So I a lot of times I'll try GPS only. If that's off, then I'll add GLONASS or Galileo and go from there. Uh, Coros Pace 2 accuracy comparable to old Garmin 920 even on trails. Yeah, the Coros Pace 2 has been doing really well for me. My initial review of the Pace 2 wasn't great. I had bad GPS problems actually with my first review. They it turned out it was defective. They sent me a new one. I made a follow-up video. It was much more accurate. So yeah, it's a, it's a, I got to say that in 2020, the Coros Pace 2 was probably the highlight release. Like not in terms of like, how many features and everything, but like the value that thing brought to the table, you've got running power, you've got all the features that Coros offers, great battery life, um, the digital crown knob, whether you love it or hate it, it's a cool feature. I thought that was such a good, such a good release by them. They made such a good move with that and won a lot of customers over. Uh, Valen Kornhaus, uh, been following for a while. Finally hit that subscribe button. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Hey, you're, uh, are you Steven's wife? Are you guys sitting next to each other right now? <laughs> <That's it. laughs> thanks for, thanks for subscribing. Appreciate it. Great video today, by the way, all very good points and tips for ultra running. Thank you very much, Steve, Steven. Sorry. Great advice. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Or you're welcome. Even. I've been talking for too long. Whoa, an hour. We've been on for an hour, folks. Holy smokes. Any idea when we'll see an update to the Coros Apex watch? They seem to be just releasing new color combinations. Yeah, so I kind of like what they're doing, to be honest. Instead of just making, you know, iteration after iteration uh, in, in kind of trying to sell you more stuff, they're releasing firmware updates to give you more stuff on the software that you have in your watch already. So you should actually be happy that a new Apex isn't coming out right now. And maybe they do. I mean, they're going to have to, they're going to have to release something soon uh, to, you know, stay competitive with everybody else launching new stuff. They'll obviously have to stay in the game. 
And I think the Apex is probably the next one up to be replaced because the Pace just got the iteration going to version two. But I do like that they're, you know, they're pumping the brakes. They're giving you stuff on the hardware that, that that's out there now. And they're improving that hardware without charging you more money. That, that's a win-win. And hopefully the Apex 2 or whatever they call it is something that's totally different, you know, that, that has a whole new set of features or something in the hardware that is different. Because I don't like, I personally don't like when companies released a new item or new product, like a version two of something that could have been included in software in version one. I feel like I'm getting kind of ripped off in that case. So yeah, I mean, the Apex 2 or whatever they call it is probably coming. I got to assume it's coming. Uh, but I, I don't have any information about that. Ben, how does how to build up stamina for the long run? Yeah, so for me, again, I'm not a coach. Uh, I like to go out and just do a lot of long, easy runs. You know, zone two, three, keeping the heart rate down, um, not fatiguing myself so I can go longer. And then I increase that distance with by 10%. You know, so if you're doing a 10 mile run, increase it by one mile for the next week and just keep going from there until you get up to that, you know, longer and longer distance. It's all about just repetition at that point. Getting faster, that's when you do, you know, high output, you go, you, you jack your heart rate up, do interval training, run out, you hill repeats, all that stuff. But to go longer, I like to do, um, you know, easier runs, but going further. Uh, so, you know, that's what works for me. I'm sure there's a lot of coaches that could help you with that in greater detail, or you could follow one of the training plans. Like stride has a really good training plan for this sort of thing. Um, using their stride pod, the polar vantage M I bought doesn't have GPS only. Oh yeah. That's interesting. You have to use one or the other. That is weird that they did that. Yeah. So if you're in the U S I would try, um, GPS plus GLONASS is probably more accurate. But, you know, like I said, just try experimenting. <clears throat> uh, Ultra Trail Steven, interested about this YouTuber ethics chat. Yeah, I just wanted to put out there uh, what the different videos are because there seemed to be a lot of confusion about what, you know, a sponsored video was, what free stuff, you know, like is given to me for purpose of a review. And... I, this channel is all about transparency. I, I don't want people to think anything shady of me. So earlier in this live stream, I just put it all out there as to how I operate um, and tried to lay out all the facts. And then we had a huge audio issue that happened. And hopefully you guys still heard me and hopefully it was still recorded. Um, but <laughs> yeah, if you, if you go back, I don't know how we were probably 15 minutes in when I talked about that. If you had to pick one trail shoe, what would it be? What are your thoughts on the Gore-Tex uh, in trail shoes? So I'm kind of biased in that I really only run in ultra shoes. So right now I'm using the uh, Lone, they're over here. Where are they? Yeah, right now I'm wearing the uh, Lone Peak 5.0 and 4.5. I'm kind of cycling them in and out. So I really like those, but I have been considering going to other brands just for the purpose of this channel trying out maybe hoka um and you know some other low drop shoes because i don't like high drop shoes i'm big on zero drop shoes they just work with my anatomy <laughs> a bit better my running efficiency uh so i like low drops so I, I can deal with a three millimeter drop 
zero drop four millimeter is probably okay. But when we get up to that, like some of the Solomon shoes have like an eight or 10 millimeter drop. That's, that's, I feel like I'm wearing high heels. Like I'm so far off the ground, my balance is off. So I really don't like that. So I'm going to try to do more shoe reviews on this channel and I'll try to decide. I'll check out the Gore-Tex shoes though. I haven't seen those. Ultra Trail Steven, yes we are. I think he's talking about his wife and then she is right behind him saying maybe. <laughs> Goku Runner, what's up Ultra Trail Steven? Uh, I am from Brazil. Congrats on your videos with good and direct information. Thank you very much. Very much, Alexandria. Goku Runner, how long do you generally keep all the gear you get? Oh, that's a good question. I just had an issue with this this week. I've got so much stuff. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to turn the camera. So I opened a P.O. box for the channel. You'll actually find it in the description down below. If you feel like sending me a letter, something, go for it. Uh, just because I was getting too much stuff sent to my house in my office. So now I've got the PO box and I'm visiting daily and like weird stuff. Let me, let me show you this. This kind of thing shows up. This is a, uh, I gotta block my face. This is a never lost power solar. It's, it's got a solar panel. Oh, wrong side, Dave. Solar panel. It's got a hand crank. It's an FM radio, an emergency weather thing. Um, Get a better picture on the back. You got all these things, a USB charger. I mean, cool, right? It's cool. But like, I don't know if I'm going to review this on my channel. It doesn't really fit fit my niche all that much. <laughs> I don't know. Like, sometimes I, I talk about this sort of thing, but like I, random things have been showing up lately that it's hard to keep track of. And the, the, the even weirder part is when like if a company sends me something for free, I don't want to sell it. That seems kind of shady, right? So I've been trying to think of ways to, um, yeah, I don't know, maybe start doing giveaways eventually. But for now, the way I'm doing it is I'm keeping for the GPS watches. That's kind of my shtick. I keep the latest generation and then one generation be behind that. So like I've got the 945 and the 935 and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that moving forward. So once the 955 is released, I'll probably do something with the 935 and then, you know, so on and so forth. I'm not going to keep everything because it's, I don't know, like it sounds great having all this stuff, but it actually gives me anxiety. <laughs> I've got too much like assets floating around the amount of like earbuds and things like that, that are sent to me. It's a lot. So I'm, I'm going to start trying to purge some of it. I'll probably start doing more give giveaways on this channel. I wanted to do one tonight but I didn't structure it enough. And I also didn't review the thing. It's a pair of earbuds. I didn't review it first. I want to have the review out and then, you know, then I'll do a giveaway. So in the next live stream, we'll do a giveaway and it'll be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that. Hit the subscribe button, do all the things. Uh, thanks for your question, Goku Runner. And great channel, by the way, I've seen some of your stuff. Uh, thanks to answer my question. Hey, you're welcome, Ben. Ah, sorry, I missed it. I'll have to rewatch, yeah. De definitely uh, jump back and, and go through it if you're interested. What's some good starting running shorts, belts, water vests, and running gear? Rain, rain gear. Uh, that's a lot of questions in one. So for running shorts, I really like, I've got a couple that I really like. And I actually have a video coming out on one of them. And, it, and it's going to sound weird, but uh, Lululemon. 
<laughs> not a brand I thought I'd like. I like my wife likes Lululemon. I I always associated Lululemon with, um, you know, women's leggings and things like that. I never really thought about clothes for me. I didn't even know they sold men's stuff to be honest. But I they reached out to me about uh, doing a sponsored video in the near future, in, in probably April. And in part of that, they're sending me some stuff. And one of the items is a pair of shorts that looks amazing. It's got like a phone holder um, in the right spot. It's got a pocket in the back. It's they're a four-inch inseam, which is right up my alley. So I'm looking forward to trying that stuff out. And I'm going to certainly post a video about it. So stay tuned. Um, I will say one of my favorite pieces of gear this time of year in the spring when it's raining a lot is the outdoor. I wonder if I have it nearby. No, I don't. No, I don't. The Outdoor Research Helium 2 Rain Jacket. It is super... Oh, man. Yeah, I'll get to that question in a second. It is super um, compact. So you can zip this thing up into a little ball, like the size of a baseball, stuff it in your pack, and you've got a full-blown like rain shell in your vest. It weighs like four ounces. That is probably my favorite piece of apparel for trail running. I've gotten a lot of use out of it, and I, I planned on making a video about that too. I want to make a video about everything. I only have so much time. <laughs> so, but yeah, those will be coming. Uh, I really like that, that jacket for like a hundred bucks. I think it's maybe 130 bucks. Really good jacket. Uh, Trex Hosen, the Hoka Evo Mafate 2 are a little cheaper than the Speedgo 4 on the running warehouse. That's interesting. Uh, I'll have to check that out. Like I said, I do want to try out the, I want to try out the, um, the hook is, I was eyeballing the Clifton 7, I think. Is that right? Is that the most recent one for road running? Because I've been kind of getting sick of my, I use Ultra Escalantes for road running. And for whatever reason, my toe keeps blowing out the sidewall. Drives me nuts. Right now I'm running in the Escalante Racers. They haven't had that problem yet. But um, yeah, I'm foreseeing I'll probably have an option, uh, an issue with it. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to be trying out some of the hookies and thanks for pointing that out. I'll probably check out the running warehouse to see what's going on there. Uh, how does GPS compare on the 935 versus 945? Good question. I actually have a video I posted last week about that, but I'll answer it anyways. The 935 has a MediaTek GPS chip that is more accurate than the, 90, the 945 Sony GPS chip. But uh, the old MediaTek chip actually sucks up more power. So, so you get less battery life with the MediaTek over the newer Sony chip in the 945. So you got to weigh the options. Is that little margin marginal increase in accuracy worth taking a 12-hour hit in battery life? For me, that's a no. <laughs> I like the 945. The features are amazing. And the price point is right. But if you want like dead, dead perfect... GPS accuracy, the older gener generation is actually a bit more accurate with that MediaTek chip. So the 935 is really accurate. <laughs> Bracky, I just got the Lululemon Surge shorts. So yeah, those are the ones I'm talking about. I got the um, the Surge 4-inch shorts with the, I got the green and the, the, what do they call it? Like gravel gray or something. And I'm stoked about them. They, they seem really nice. Uh, I'm going to try some of their like uh, tanks too. They look really nice. I honestly, I just kind of wrote them off as a apparel, like a running apparel company. I kind of thought, you know, if I was doing yoga or like <laughs> something like that, maybe I'd go to them, but I, I didn't really think about them for running. 
And apparently they've got a pretty good reputation. So I'm excited to try out their stuff long term. <clears throat> Your thoughts on the new ultra runners often failing to train their hiking skills and pace. Your thoughts on new ultra. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a necessity. It kind of depends on the race you're running, right? Again, not a coach disclaimer before I share my thoughts. But um, I think if you're getting into ultra running in the races you're aiming at have a lot of elevation gain, it's only natural to train with a lot of elevation gain. And even if you're not near hills, maybe you get on a trip treadmill with a steep incline at the gym or even at home, or you do hill repeats at a place where you know there is some level of vert. Like I live in a flat town, but I know I've got one hill in town where I can go and get 300 feet of vert in a quarter of a mile or half a mile. And I'll just run up and down that up, up and down to, to get that. So I think it's very important, but it really depends on the races you're running. If you're going to run flat hundreds, you don't really need to run. You don't need to hike or do any of that because you know, we've got a race here called the ghost train. That's a hundred miler and it's relatively flat on a flat trail, like a rail trail. So you don't need a ton of training to get that done. Um, might be smart still, but you know, it's not necessary, but if you're aiming at like mountain ultras or really high elevation gain ultras, definitely need that training. Um, and you know, that's why I got the incline, the Nordic track, uh, incline trainer that, that really helps me out. John C, 52 watching, but only 19 likes. Hit that thumbs up. Thanks, John C, for advocating for me. <laughs> I love it. I love the new, the Empow M30 earbuds you reviewed on your channel. It was why I grabbed them. Awesome price, sound great, and have good battery. Thanks for your thoughtful reviews. Yeah, they're still one of the, one of my favorites. Um, only outdone in terms of price and features by the, uh, the Tribit Flybuds 3, which are actually the Empow M30s just in a different package. Uh, and it's only because of the package, the charge case is bigger and has like a hundred hours of, G of um, I want to say GPS accuracy, well, like a hundred hours of battery life built into the case. It's incredible um, for, for earbuds. So I, it's like the same exact earbud just with a better case. And I also really like, oh, sorry. I also really like these guys. I had a video um, a week ago about these. These are the EarFun. This, this company... This is the worst, the worst product name ever. The EarFun Free Pro. EarFun. <laughs> Come on, man. I know, like, you know, it's probably a name that came up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, th these things are really good. And they're under, uh, I think they're 60 bucks and they're always on sale. So for under 100 bucks, these are probably my favorite right now. And I'm actually reaching for these even over my Jabra. Uh, or my Jaybird Vistas, which are like my go-to earbud. And they're they're super, super cheap, sound great, great noise cancellation. Um, so yeah. I'm new to the channel, just saw your comparison of the 400 and M45 and the Phoenix 6. I'm looking to replace my Phoenix 5X, plus it's a big boy, yeah. That's something people like see all the stats and they're like, oh man, the battery life on that's incredible and it's got a bigger screen and blah, blah, blah. But then you put that puppy on your wrist and you're like, oh. I got to try to sleep with this. <laughs> that's, or that's when the problems come in because I can't sleep with those, like the Enduro. I, I have a hard time sleeping with that, even though it's really light. It's, it's a big watch. Uh, I'm fond of on running gear. Their weather shirt, long sleeve top is great. I'll have to check that out. I, I haven't heard that before. Thanks for the suggestion. 
Would you rather run with a shirt or a tank top? It depends on the weather. I've got a couple of favorites. Uh, I've got some singlets that are like so great for really hot weather um, because they wick that moisture so fast. It's like you're not wearing anything basically. And I really like those. But like anything, if there might be some wind wind involved or cooler weather, 70s or below, I'll probably wear uh, just a regular tee. Uh, I don't really buy a lot of like straight up running specific things. I usually buy, like a lot of my stuff is really cheap stuff, to be honest. Like in my video this morning, I was wearing an an Old Navy running shirt. That was like $7. So trying to keep that that dirt bag status alive. (laughs) I go running with a $1,000 GPS watch and a $7 running shirt. But, you know, it does the job. I I really don't complain too much about apparel. But I'm going to try to focus more on that because it seems like a popular topic. So I'm going to try to... I really like, uh, I like jackets and things like that, but like regular, like just buying a shirt or shorts or shorts matter because the pockets really are critical for me. I hate carrying stuff or wearing a vest. So yeah, if you get a lot of pockets, if it can hold an iPhone 12, if you can stick one of these in your shorts, it's a winner. Hello from Monterrey, Mexico. Hey, thanks for joining Danielle. Okay. All right, folks. I've been on the air for one hour and 20 minutes. My wife probably still trying to kid get the kids in bed at this point. Uh, I'm gonna wrap it up. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for joining me tonight. If you're listening on the podcast, thanks for listening and stay tuned. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to get a better cadence of this going, moving forward. I'm gonna try to do like running videos. Like I did this video, like this morning more frequently. I'm gonna try to bring the camera on runs more often because a lot of people seem to be asking for that. And I really have fun making those. Um, Honestly, it was like that 10 mile run went by so fast because I felt like I was talking to someone on the other end of that. Uh, am I going crazy? I might be going crazy. I might have pandemic uh, brain going on. So uh, thanks for joining me tonight. Again, I've got a handful of Chase the Summit hats left. I don't know if I'm going to reorder these, so you may be one of the last ones to receive them. I think I have like 12 left, I want to say. If you're interested in a hat or one of these sweet holographic stickers, make sure you check out the link down in the description to the merch store. And uh, yeah, if you've got any follow-up comments, you're watching this after the fact, make sure you post them as a comment down below and I'll be sure to answer them there as well. I've been answering so many comments. I've, I think in the past year, I've answered like 5,000 comments. So <laughs> I'm trying to stay up to date. And every morning I drink my coffee and just answer comments, but, uh, I'll do my best. And, uh, yeah, with that, thanks for joining me, everybody. Have a great evening and I'll see you very soon. I've got some videos planned this week, uh, about a couple of new devices, new launches, new GPS watches coming this week. And I wish I could tell you more, but I can't, you'll have to find out this week. Stay tuned for that. I'll see you next one.